Hi everyone. We're here today for our shoe pod session, Journey Through a Contract, to talk about termination and consequences of termination. I'm Caroline Chester. I'm a principal associate in the commercial team at SheSmiths from our Birmingham office. And I'm Charlotte Robinson, an associate in our commercial team in Birmingham. So first question for you, Charlotte, on termination. What is termination? Contract termination excuses all parties from further performance of their primary obligations to pay and perform from the termination date. Other contractual duties will survive and the contract still exists and binds the parties, something which we'll touch on later. This result can be achieved by accepting a repudiation, a common law right to terminate, or exercising a contractual termination right. The word termination describes both of these. When might a party want to terminate a contract? There are several common reasons for wanting to terminate a contract. Uh, These include um, a breach of contract by the other party. For example, they refuse to perform, uh, their performance is unsatisfactory, or they are performing their main obligations acceptably, but have breached another term, such as a confidentiality clause. The contract is no longer profitable. For example, the cost of performance has become prohibitive or the customer can get the same goods or services cheaper elsewhere. The customer no longer needs the goods or services. The other party has gone into insolvency or is about to do so. One party has been acquired by the other's competitor or one party is acting in a way that the other fears will damage its own reputation. And how would a party seek to terminate a contract? A party's right to terminate is often not clear cut and may be disputed. A party wishing to terminate should therefore take care. It may be mistaken in its assessment of the situation. The aggrieved party should therefore take legal advice about the strength of its case and the consequences of getting it wrong before it acts. A contracting party who wants to terminate a contract should do the following. Assess the legal grounds for termination. This would include if there are any common law or contractual rights, either for cause or convenience, to terminate the agreement. Assess the implications of termination, which we'll touch on in more detail later on. Choose which rights to exercise. Considering sending notice to cure a breach. Give clear notice, which means a party must communicate it is terminating the contract, not threatening to or requesting compliance with its terms. And a party must also state its ground for the termination. A party must comply with procedural requirements for notice. A termination that fails to comply with the contract may be ineffective, although some notices can be saved. And it must document the termination grounds and process. Why should a party put contractual powers to terminate in their contract? A termination clause may create a termination right where there would be none at common law. For example, there is no common law right to end a contract for insolvency or financial difficulties, Um, material breach unless material is interpreted as repudiatory and at common law only the most serious breaches of contract justify termination. There is also no common law right for convenience without cause. A termination clause also adds certainty since it is often unclear whether a breach of contract has triggered a common law right to terminate. Can you terminate on grounds of a breach that has already been remedied? So under a contract term, whether a party can terminate on grounds of a breach that has been remedied depends on the contract's terms and interpretation. If the termination clause requires notice and a cure period for a remedial breach, that suggests the parties did not intend to allow termination once the breach was remedied. Otherwise, what would be the point of providing the cure period? At common law, whether a breach is repudiatory, justifying termination is assessed at the end of termination. 
So a breach that seemed at first to be reputatory might not justify termination if energetically remedied before the aggrieved party can terminate. Are there any alternatives to termination? Of course, termination may not be appropriate if the parties want or need an ongoing relationship. Alternatives can include variation to the agreement. So the parties may renegotiate the contract to reflect the changed circumstances. There's also dispute resolution, where the parties might negotiate informally or with the help of a mediator. Threats to terminate. So a threat to termination could lead to renegotiation of the relationship between the parties. And there is also the threat of suspension of services. So the party may reserve the right under the agreement to, to suspend services until a breach is rectified. So that covers everything on termination clauses and why we might want to put them in a contract. In addition to termination clauses, we'll see a consequences of termination clause, which covers exactly that. What happens in the event there's been a termination? So first question for Charlotte, what should a party consider when terminating a contract? A business wishing to terminate a contract should assess the practical implications. For example, are transitional arrangements required, such as selling off products or switching to another provider? What is the effect of termination on equipment, including its ownership and maintenance, and licenses provided while the agreement was being performed? What duties arise on termination? For example, must parties destroy or return confidential information and personal data? What contractual duties survive termination? How would the termination affect staff? For example, might employees of a terminated supplier be transferred to the customer or to another provider under 2P? And what are the risks for the businesses of getting termination wrong? What's the effect of terminating a contract? The effect of termination is, is the same, no matter whether the termination right arose at common law or under the contract terms. The contract still exists and has a legal effect. It is not undone as if it had never been made. From the date of termination, both parties are normally released from further performance of their main contractual duties, such as to deliver goods or services and to pay for them. These are sometimes called their primary obligations. Other duties survive, such as secondary obligations, which are clauses having a contractual function that is procedural or ancillary to the subject matter of the contract. Accrued rights, which have unconditionally accrued due by the time of termination, and any provisions that the parties intend to survive. As usual, relevant factors include the other terms of the contract, the commercial context, and background matters known to the parties when the contract was made. For example, a clause prohibiting breach for six months after termination is clearly intended to survive termination, whereas wording such as in no circumstances will X ever be liable for Y might suggest that the clause is intended to survive indefinitely. Clauses that normally survive termination include choice of law, jurisdiction, arbitration or dispute resolution. It would be odd if the parties intended any of those choices to fall away after termination, just when they might be needed to help resolve a dispute. For the same reason, limits and exclusions of liability normally survive termination. However, it is still a matter of contract interpretation in each case. Other clauses that might be expected to survive include indemnities, liquidated damages, confidentiality, restricted covenants, intellectual property rights, dispute resolution clauses, and the survival clause itself. How long can contractual obligations survive? Unless expressly limited, a contractual duty may survive indefinitely. An action for breach of the duty becomes time barred, normally after six or 12 years, but that does not stop a new claim arising for a new breach of a continuing obligation. For example, indemnity. 
New obligations under an indemnity may arise years after termination. Confidentiality. This duty can apply indefinitely for as long as the information remains confidential. And restricted covenants. If not granted for a fixed term, these could continue indefinitely. However, a restriction that is too wide or too long lasting is unenforceable as a restraint on trade. Thanks, Charlotte. So there we've covered the clauses of termination and consequences of termination in our journey through a contract. So it's goodbye from Charlotte and me, Caroline. See you soon. Bye.